Hi, I'm Ricardo Deacon. And I'm Orla McNeilis. Welcome to The Recommendation Game, a film on the week podcast where one of us recommends a film the other hasn't seen. We watch it and meet to discuss it. This week's film is Ida from 2013, directed by Pavel Pavlikowski, produced by Eric Abraham, apologies to the entirety of Poland, uh, Peter Dishoyle, Iva Puczynska, written by Rebecca Lenkiewicz and Pavel Pawlowski, music by Christian Eidnes Anderson, cinematography by Lukasz Zal and Richard Lenzeski, edited by Jaroslav Kaminski, starring Agata Trebuszkowska as Ida Lebestein and Agata Kuleszka. The IMDb synopsis is Anna, a young novitiate nun in 1960s Poland, is on the verge of taking her vows when she discovers a dark family secret dating back to the years of the German occupation. This week's film was picked by Orla. It was. And why did you pick the movie, Orla? Uh, I'd just like to start by saying, well done. Uh, I didn't make it easy for you this week with those names. Um, <laughs> it's not why I picked it, I swear. Um, I, mean, I invented the pronunciation, <laughs> but I went for it. Yeah, uh, and you kept it consistent, which is all that matters, really. Um, <laughs> um, I picked this film um, because I think this film is interesting for a number of reasons. I think that it, it's it's a war movie, but not a war movie. It, it's about like the aftermath of war and kind of the idea of like a national identity recovering from a war. And it kind of it made me think a lot of um, The Wind Rises, actually, and kind of the idea of like Japan. And, and, and I thought like they were kind of comparable in that way. But at the same time, it's also like a road movie and a movie about like like personal identity and I just I think that there's an awful lot going on in this film because you know even though it's quite short and I thought that we'd have an awful lot to talk about I wanted to get your take on a number of issues cool my take in the movie is first of all novitiate World War Two movie <laughs> this is not the sound of music <laughs> uh, whatsoever um, shocking but um just looking at the amount of notes that I wrote, mm. I wrote about two notes and then I was taken by the movie so much that I didn't write anything else. Oh, okay. I would well, go that's a good sign. as far as saying that it would be quite high in my top 10 movies of this century. Yeah. It is a fantastic piece of work. And coming from the back of your last pick, <laughs> this is by quite a margin <laughs> my favorite film that you have picked so far <laughs> it is oh, exceptional good. it is possibly the best movie made under 90 minutes <laughs> whoa <laughs> jesus okay <laughs> like it's incredible how much it's they pack minutes. in in 80 minutes. 80 minutes like they pack up pack in so much and not yeah. a single second is wasted in this yeah. movie yeah uh i think it's very interesting and um very well made in every sense of the word mm. and also it reminds me a lot of phoenix in a way of uh, yes uh, yeah. um, living as a jewish person in a society that basically allowed a foreign power well in the case of phoenix is their own power but mm. that you're living with the collaborators that sent your family or yourself to to be slaughtered yeah years afterwards 
Yeah, and I think it's a, it's a, a great decision to make the movie set 20 years after the war. Yeah. Uh, and it shows how the scars of war never really go away. Mm, I think it's yeah. a warning also for modern society. Oh, interesting. And quite interesting as well that you picked it that we are recording this on the day after the Holocaust. Yeah, I, it thing. didn't occur to me. But then afterwards, I was thinking about that and I was like, this is fucking very timely um yeah no like i think that like it is it is crazy to think that this is only 80 minutes like because it's sparse in so many ways and like it's running time and it's editing in but not in depth or in in theme or emotion or you know like it, it's it, it gets it because it is it's so like it's so stripped back in so many ways that you're left with it that every single frame of this is important. Like, you cannot look away from this film, I think. And even though, like, so many of these, these shots and these scenes are very long and ultimately nothing is happening, like, you, you can't look away from this film because you'll, you're, you will miss something so subtle because so much is going on in every single shot, every frame. Everything is being used. It's the, it's the weird thing is that the movie doesn't drag whatsoever mm. but at the same time when you finish watching it because it has such a power it feels that you were watching it for far longer than yeah. uh, 80 minutes and i think that is a perfect decision to make it that short yeah because it doesn't it, it leaves you before it becomes overbearing yeah but at the same time it, it maintains its power precisely because there's no sausage filling <laughs> yeah. it's uh, yeah. it's yeah. very succinct yeah. in what it wants to say but open-ended at the same time yeah and uh like from the first moment uh, the the framing of the the first shot her mm. eyes her face uh, anna's face or Ida's face mm. and uh her jet black eyes um, yeah. um probably they're not even black eyes but with the cinematography being in black yeah. and white uh, you don't realize until they tell you that her she's redheaded and stuff like I, that i thought that was a really interesting it's funny like how i thought a lot about schindler's list a lot the second like the, the, I think it's the second or third time i've seen this I think it's the second time and uh and how this is the sort of the opposite in schindler's list in a lot of ways because it is dealing with a similar topic but in the most not removed but in the subtlest of ways so but oblique like, approach to yeah, the topic but, but yeah. no less devastating for that and at the same time the idea of like they point out that her hair is red but you don't see it it's black and white and it's like the opposite of what they do with the red coat and you know what i mean it's like thought about that a lot and like especially in relation to the idea of using like shooting this in black and white and everything and it, yeah it's just fascinating and uh also, to the year in the Oscars, the uh, Roger Deakins didn't get his Oscar again for well. Skyfall, though. Even though I have problems with Skyfall, it is amazingly shot. <laughs> but I think it's an absolute disgrace that... Uh, First time. Lucas Jal and Richard Leszczykowski mm. didn't get nominated for cinematography in this movie. It's it like the, by there, far the best cinematography first, seen in years. It was the, the first feature that they shot. Like it's insane. It's, yeah. yeah, and they were quite young as well. I think like it's the the four by four by three as a ratio is already kind of hard to to do the kind of movie that they are making in this. Yeah, uh, and it's hard not to make it gimmicky. 
yeah. because it's not used uh, that much. Like I think, the Academy, for example, man. the Jackie gets away with it, the, the Pablo Lorraine's new movie, because they're shooting Super 16, so you kind of relate that. Yeah. Uh, but this is 35 mil, I think. Or being yeah. black and white, even if it's Super 16, you wouldn't mil. notice. I thought about that, whether or not it was 35 mil, because like the depth, the range of tones in this film, like it's not that's like it's you're not looking at like the idea of like the contrast of like white and black this film is gray but not in a like desaturated kind of manner in a kind of a like it's you're just seeing the full range of black tones gray tones and white tones the patience that they must have had making that movie yeah because every scene that is an exterior shot like when they're going to the forest to unearth the 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 bodies, yeah, it's just mist here and there. Every yeah, single exterior, forest, everything the... in the forest is like it's so stark, but so like like people have talked. Like I remember when this came out, there was a lot of talk about the framing of this, and I think that this is like a mastery of framing. Oh yeah, like because it's there's so like there's so much empty space. But it's being used, it's there for a reason. And it's being used in every single frame for an important, it's there for an important reason. And it's just like, it's like, like faces the oppress- being it's, in the corners it's like of the, the oppression of it. That is like, I don't, it wouldn't have worked if it wasn't 4x3. Like, I think they've, 4x3 was chosen for a reason. And I think they've completely mastered it. They're doing something that you don't... You never see people use 4 by 3 like this. You never see people use any ratio like this. Like, well, like it's It just... reminded me to the... Uh, the only other film that it calls, uh, calls back to mm. that is uh, Milk. Yeah. The, the Sean Penn starring movie. The, the sense of like the amount of headroom in close-ups. Yeah. That the characters would be in the corner of the frame. Yeah. And you have this height. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But it's like for a similar kind of... For a similar reason, I would imagine, of like making the characters... Well, I think maybe different in that film because it's like... Because obviously they were like fighting against the oppression against against gay people and everything. So it's kind of like... It's the idea of like the characters being small within the frame. So it's kind of a similar sort of usage. But that's obviously that's not 4 by 3 But um, yeah, it's just... There's so much of this where, especially when you're talking about that um, that scene whenever they uh, they dig up the bodies, and that shot whenever she takes the, the the skull and she wraps it in her scarf, and she gets up and walks away, and then Ida gets up to follow her. The camera lingers on their legs, just standing there, and you see her going off, and it's like there's never any fear for for the like the cinematographer or the director in this that the idea of lingering on a shot where your character's face is not in shot you're you know you're not seeing their direct emotion on their face like you you need serious serious confidence to be able to to execute that and you know follow through in it as well because it is used throughout this film and not in a gimmicky fashion whatsoever and it goes hand in hand with the production design that is yeah. absolutely fantastic and even the the choice of locations it makes yeah. you realize how much of a third world poland still is because it, it feels like the 60s but post-war kind of yeah it's funny how it doesn't it doesn't 
feel like the 60s like you have all those scenes with like in the jazz club and everything where they're Good bringing communism yeah you know, where they're bringing in the um they're bringing in kind of like the american music and everything and how you can kind of see the glimmer of the future you know of like modern poland but like that everything else about it like even when they go like just going through like the streets and going to like you know the farms and and this like the people that the look on their faces like and how you know it's like the grip of like <laughs> the grip of communism basically like it's yeah it's that the war was never won really yeah it just changed yeah but going back to to the scene in the forest yeah the for most of the movie uh, when Ida realizes that she was Jewish mm. and that her parents were killed during the war yeah that in that very first scene she's looking over photographs and her aunt Wanda 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 uh, says oh you're your only child and there's a picture of a baby Mm. and for most of the movie something that I really liked is that you're wondering if she was lying yeah or and then it starts hitting you by her performance and the character the reason why she became red wanda let's say yeah is that it might be her baby but you don't know for sure yeah until the scene in the hospital it's only revealed like like overtly through like one or two lines of diet like one or two sentences like she literally says like the boy you know and then like afterwards she kind of explains it but like the reveal is not like you know oh i had a son and blah 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 you know it's like she she says one or two words and then you realize truly that it was her child and it's like it's oh, so like it absolutely destroyed me when she gets the skull and i was like oh, oh my god and takes off her scarf like the, so fucked up as oh, well like Jesus. i just thought that for a second that she was gonna put it like on her mantelpiece or something <laughs> sherlock style <laughs> he was my friend um oh like even even when the guy like is sitting in the grave and like you don't see his face as he's talking and saying it was me who killed him and he just it's like that how it's framed and everything that like he's in the grave like sitting and just his his head hanging as he tell like oh my god it's just as well like uh, the the sense that even him realizing that uh, uh, he's letting his dad take the blame for something that he did yeah for all these years and but it's strangely sympathetic towards him without saying why he did it. It's never mentioned yeah, why he killed him. Yeah. But realizing what the punishment was from the Nazis if you were a collaborator. Mm. And the fact that because he knew that Ida would get away with not seeming Jewish. Yeah, because that the he boy did was it, dark. That he did it to save his own family, I think. Well, yeah, and that's... Yeah, that's it, why he would have done it, though. But the film doesn't portray that as a precisely uh, villainous thing to do. No, I think it, it, it's the the thing with how the film deals with it. It deals with war, in particular the Holocaust, as a poison to the society that yeah. everybody was touched. They on all it. live with this, you know, like the idea that you lived while this was going on, but you could do nothing about it. And you still live with the guilt and with the, like, the, in that, you know, like, and then you have, like, Jewish people living. It's, it's just, but. 
it works uh, as a ma- metaphor as well for those who just let it happen that they might yeah. have not killed somebody but the the hands uh, their hands are with blood nevertheless yeah because they allowed it to happen and uh, like any german citizen living near treblinka or something or mm. even the polish christians they knew what was going the on germans what the movie does say is that it's not really out of evil no is the what would you do in that situation yeah as well even the subtle hints of the payoff that that's a payoff that knowing about world war ii history as i do mm. um, that, that's, makes... it is one of the reasons why i wanted to talk to you about it because like you know i have a bare knowledge of of polish history or you know what went like the whole soviet thing and everything like i don't have a massive knowledge of it but like for me that film still works and so i was interested to kind of get your take on it as someone who knows an awful lot about world war Two, but then also has seen an awful lot of war movies so kind of what you thought of how it was made and in the sense of history i think that it's very subtle some things that if you know about history or even if you have that in your mind as when they're driving down the road and they're not talking about anything in particular and Ida looks out the window and you see the trees mm. and just because you know that it is about the Holocaust and you see that kind of forest, that kind of like Eastern European forest, yeah, it just got me in my head like mass graves, mass yeah, everything. And it's just so subtle. It's just trees and it gets you like that deep down. But even the the sense of the trials, the the whole Red Wanda thing, yeah, and the thing with the resistance, and it's uniquely communist. Say whatever you say about the communists, but <laughs> they had equal rights for women. <laughs> that you can be a judge in the sixties as a yes. woman or a freedom fighter. Mm. And I think that uh, it also sidesteps, but it doesn't uh, completely does ignore that she probably killed herself a lot of people in the resistance because the polish resistance in world war ii was as bad as the ss Mm. so that's why that movie defiance with daniel craig and uh, (laughs) lee schreiber um lee schreiber isn't that as well it's really fucked up in the sense of showing these people as heroes because even though you understand why um obviously you're not gonna argue against fighting against the oppressive force but if you become if you yeah. use the same methods you kind of lose the yeah after a while you're no better than what you're fighting yeah yeah like um but yeah like even what i think is just so interesting about this though as well is that like just even moving away from the war aspect of it i think that this film is fascinating and like just like, just as a portrayal of a society uh, yeah but even just like the the as the like looking at the female characters and and like their relationship like for that alone i think this is a great movie oh yeah like, like uh, we were discussing before the road movies uh live and die by the characters in it yeah in their relationship because it's the only thread that goes yeah, on like because the plots are always is changing so the, everything is yeah considering how little time that you spend with these two characters um like especially Wanda because Wanda's not you know obviously we're, we're with Ida the whole way but you know Wanda's kind of she's there in the middle and then she's gone and uh I think like how it portrays the like immediate conflict that there is between them but then also like the thing that's tying them together is bigger than their conflict over religion or 
you know, ideology or, you know, like it's, it's, they're, they're always going to be bound together. And they're always, and, but I don't think that the conflict in itself was, uh, uh, at least on my first take on the movie. Yeah. I think that the conflict is completely fabricated by Wanda for the fact that it's referred over and over that Ida looks exactly like her mom. Oh, yeah. And it makes yeah, yeah, it yeah, hard yeah. for her. So I think uh, watching it straight away when they show the yeah, picture well, the of the Yeah, the whole thing the, of like, yeah, like it's just for so much of like their initial encounters or their initial encounter and everything. And like, it's all, it's all Wanda's side. You know what I mean? But then like, as it goes on, then Ida's started to come out of herself and starting to get frustrated with her. Like for whatever reason the conflict's there it is there and i think it's very well done and how like it's played between the two of them oh, just it's, it's such an amazing amount of little moments in this yeah. movie as it, when they're sitting in the trunk of the car eating donuts or no yeah it's just she just takes she's like do you want a donut and he's just like no and then she just oh. <laughs> he just takes and that there you know like how long does that shot last but never feels like it's too long it's just yeah. or when she they go to the hotel and they're just sitting there going oh we're which dress would you want yeah but there was a moment that I actually laughed my ass off because it's so subtle yeah Wanda says to Ida earlier on that she has to have sex because otherwise what sacrifice is she making becoming yeah. a nun and then Ida meets the saxophone player. Yeah. And before going to bed, she starts praying, like saying her sins and stuff. And I was like, I know exactly what you're praying about. <laughs> well, because I... she says that she had no carnal sins <laughs> before, like, abortion. And I was like, yeah. oh, you discover, like, you might be 20, but you just discovered the. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny, though, how, like, even kind of going back to the, like, I think he writes, um, well, he, he did write this, but he didn't write My Summer of Love. But even going, have you seen that, actually? No. Nope. Um, Never that, heard of it either. That's not a, that's, it's not, it's not a perfect film, but it's still a really strong work. It's, it's funny, it's such a, a weird career this man has had. But, um, well, he he lived in, in, in Britain, I think, which is how he ended up, like, working in British cinema. But um, just, like, the, the two incredibly complex female characters that exist in that film... And then when you look at this, what's so interesting, I think, about Ida is that you think that she's going to go one way, that it's kind of like this the, a typical voyage of discovery where she realizes that, oh, the world outside the nunnery and I can be free and I can become Ida. Is it called a nunnery? You, I don't know. I just like saying nunnery. Um, but, um, uh, you know, how, like, in, she kind of, she has Anna and she has Ida and she could become Ida. She could move into this life and, you know, move in with Wanda. And, and but it, it's not about that. It's about her finding who she really is and who maybe who she is is a nun and in the end you know like she made the decision it's an interesting trajectory of her character i think that like, is like i think that my take was a lot more open-ended than your take i think yeah i don't think she makes a decision on being a nun yeah i think she makes the decision that she doesn't know yet what yeah. the fuck is going on that i think that the movie makes it clear that especially being 18 minutes is but in the sense in her life it's one week that you yeah. can't discover yourself in one week no but even though yeah i agree with you that it's it's, it's open-ended but i think even the fact that it, they don't let her make the decision you know what i mean like i don't think that it's it's that she just goes yeah i'm a nun i'm going back to the nunnery and then that's just that that's my life i have my little the adventure nunnery. i have my little adventure and that's it i think 
you're right in that she is still discovering it but it's the fact that like they didn't just kind of let her go off for a week and be like oh yeah okay so I'm gonna do this now you know what I mean like maybe she's neither maybe you know that in so like there's the they're like these two extremes like the life that Wanda le- leads uh led Wanda and uh talk about that actually and then kind of the idea of being a nun and giving up you know all sort of I think it, desires. I think uh, what her return is mm. is more that living in the convent, not the nunnery, is far simpler than living outside. Yeah. In the sense, even with the fucking the the sax players, it's oh, what's the plan? We yeah. get married. We have kids. This is life, and for her, even that is not simple. Because yeah. her entire life has been, I'm going to be a nunnery. Uh, <laughs> I really like the fact that she didn't just become a 60s. When I was afraid when she started dressing as Wanda and drinking mm. and smoking that suddenly she's going to be like modern day Don Draper or something. Yeah. Well, modern day uh, <laughs> Polish Don Draper or something. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think it's far more complicated Um the only issue I really had with the movie was um, fucking your man showing up at the funeral. It was like so fucking seedy. Yeah. It's like, try, is that what people used to do before Tinder? I, well, yeah. And I mean, like, at least the man is not or a Facebook. creepo, I guess. But yeah, it is a little kind of... Yeah, it's funny though, like, <laughs> this film kind of made me think of something that kind of annoys me um, sometimes. It's kind of in, like, TV shows and films whenever they have, like, a male or female character that's supposed to be, like like beguiling and not not just in that they're beautiful but just in that they have a way of drawing people in and but when they have an actor that can't do that they just can't pull it off the whole thing collapses around it because you don't believe that people would be drawn in by this person whereas like because it's not just that she's like she's beautiful but she's striking and hasn't she has a an aura a presence yeah she has you look at her and you understand why someone would be drawn to her so that's insane that that's the only real thing that she's done yeah she wasn't an actress they just think they just found her somewhere like and she was like i don't like acting i'm gonna go away from that (laughs) because it's there's so much depth in her performance it's unbelievable yeah I, i was sitting there going like this is amazing like um There's her face like she's just she emotes so much without doing anything yeah like it's uh it's one of those before but even her how she speaks and how she yeah. moves and how everything seems measured and thought about and yeah and particularly with the the contracts with wanda contrast yeah. with wanda yeah um, really plays well really well in the movie mm, that's kind of what i mean about conflict as well is that like the not just the like direct conflict but the kind of conflict just even of their personalities and how they kind of deal with things you know and how that ida is so like she is so measured and so and that wanda's just kind of she's at the end of her tether realistically like and, and emotionally and you know she's just exhausted and well i think the one that was kind of okay until she had to confront well, the past yeah. you can tell that she hadn't well, even thought about it really uh, for 20 years um i don't know if she hasn't thought about it well like a kind of 
thinking about retribution rather than the actual past that yeah. she hadn't been back in the town for the whole time mm. when they they show up to her old house yeah the guy is like oh i haven't seen you his wife didn't even know who Wanda was. Yeah, she hasn't been back. Well, it, just because she hasn't been back doesn't mean that she hasn't been thinking about it. I kill me when they get arrested because she's drink driving <laughs> and she's like, I have immunity, I'm a Georgia. And your man is like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And then afterwards, it's like, I'll I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. Um, my apologies. Like, that's um, when you know you get your P45. Uh, <laughs> I, I wonder what's the communist fucking version of P45. <laughs> against the wall or some shit um yeah i was gonna ask kind of um we sort of touched on this a little bit but um kind of like how he deals with um the the more like harrowing scenes in this like the grave or like wanda's suicide or you know like how how do you think that he deals with them i think they're they they have a lot more power for the fact that he deals with them yeah. very matter of fact he shoots them and edits them the same way as one of the scenes that nothing happens yeah and i think he has a greater power even when one that suicide i was not expecting that yeah. i was like well, what but then it was like one of the only faults in the movie is that they showed the exterior of her house and she's living on the second floor i doubt that you die jumping out of the second floor window <laughs> probably broke her legs or something uh, but um, I didn't actually notice that. <laughs> but uh, okay, I'll buy it. She died from it. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna nitpick. No, here. no, like, no. Especially because it, the scene is so well played. Yeah, her, that and it shot. doesn't feel like a destruction. If she hadn't played the character as mm. she did up to that point, mm. that for the entire movie, that is her behavior, anyways. Yeah. So when she's she doing that, it doesn't feel like she is about to commit suicide it just feels like okay yeah i dropped off either now i'm just gonna do what i do that is pick up man and get absolutely shit-faced yeah and block smoke. out my pain yeah and she just oh it's blinking you miss it kind of thing yeah, yeah. i can imagine people having been in the cinema just turning around to see how somebody was taking the movie or something and or turning back and going watch. shit <laughs> <laughs> what did I miss? But yeah. It just doesn't linger whatsoever in it. But, yeah. but I think it's uh, far more powerful than um, something like uh, Schindler's List. Yeah. For the fact that it is so controlled as a piece of work. Yes, it's very tight. Like, just in the, every aspect. It would have been easy to say that they died in a concentration camp because it's it, it, straight away or in a train or something. Yeah. Because straight away the that imagery the even those words conjures uh, up images yeah, that the, you've already seen the furnaces etc yeah. etc or the fact the fact that the bodies actually exist mm. and that your man has been hunted for 20 years that there's no markings as he knows exactly yeah, in yeah. the forest where exactly to, where to the, dig yeah like the closest thing that i got like it's one of the better holocaust movies and i think it's, it's a very hard topic to tackle yeah. as a filmmaker because it can't be entertaining but at the same time you have to hold on to the audience but it, it's the sense of dealing with history and not cheaping it by moving using the iconology of uh history yeah that you already know it yeah you don't need to be shown you it. only need the word camp 
you know, and you automatically there's a film reel of of things that I don't go even in think your that head. The word you know? Nazi is uttered in the entire movie. No, not to my recollection. Like it. But it's more powerful without it. Yeah. Because yeah, I'd like oh, this film is like. And it, it is a like considering it's so short, and yet has you know it, it air you know earns these incredibly scenes that are matter of fact, but none no less harrowing in, in for that. And I don't find this a particularly like um, depressing film. At the same time, uh, I think like part of it is that you're kind of carried through by Ida as well, and like her story and that you can see her future like no no matter what it is no matter what she's going to do you can see her having a future and I think that in that way it's kind of hopeful and then also that kind of mixed with sort of like the little glimmers that you see of Poland really becoming Poland and like you know modern Poland like it's how slowly as it happens you know like that there's there's a future for the country and for her just so they can elect a fucking right wing government in yeah well <laughs> we're all going backwards um <laughs> um so i think it, it's maybe hopeful is the wrong word but you, you know what i mean that you can see uh, i i understand the words that you're saying yeah but i don't think like I found the film incredibly depressing and in a good way as in that yeah. it should be and even though I agree with you to a certain extent that Ida has a future yeah but she was deprived of a past yeah and I think it, it, she'll your never, opening statement she'll never they, be a full person yeah and yeah. they even until she was 20 she finds out that she her name is Ida and that she's Jewish yeah until she's 20 years old yeah and um i think in your opening statement you're uh, talking about identity yeah and i think that is the fact that it, with israel getting into politics and heavy shit but it's hard not to talk about it <laughs> when you're talking about a movie about the holocaust that it deals with it so well is that you can kind of understand why israel happened yeah like you can't condone their behavior since like probably the no. three-day war and stuff but you can understand why it happened because it's a destruction of an identity of a society yeah the fact that you can have a person that is 20 years old and there's nothing there yeah and it, it, it even but it, i like that the movie doesn't only mention the jewish side of the holocaust because the sax player when she goes, I'm Jewish, mm. and the connotations of being Jewish in Poland in the 60s. Yeah. And he goes, I have gypsy in me. And gypsies yeah. were also, uh, out of the 6 million or so people that the Nazis killed, half of them were, sorry, 9 million people, I think. Yeah. 3 million or so were gypsies. But we don't talk about it. It's just an amazing piece of work. Like, uh, I think the... It's a very mature film as well. Like it's a, it's very yeah. hard to to. There's very even in literature and stuff. It's a, it's hard to find a, another piece of work that 
portrays something as complicated as the Holocaust so well yeah. without actually tackling it head on. Mm. And I don't know. And he uses every tool uh, a filmmaker has to portray the point that he's trying to make. Yeah. That um, World War Two basically scarred the land. Yeah. It's not even... You don't have to show a bomb bombed out building to yeah to... and that's that is something that i liked about this as well that it is so subtle and that you know even though they're <clears throat> they're going through towns or whatever but it's not it's not directly in your face that you know it, it's almost just like it's ingrained into the people and into the land and into the it's just it's there as a, an undercurrent to everything it's not in your face in any way and, and like it, it is fascinating that they'd never use the word nazi I never even I didn't think of that, but I think you're right. Um, the only other question I had was um, about um, the acting and how do you think that because this film is so like I think this film turns on the performances and like do you think this film would have worked without it? Without great performances, as in like absolutely amazing performances. Yeah. yeah. I think it would because uh, just the tableaus the the cinematography invokes. Yeah. Um, it doesn't require. Um, well, not to uh, to yeah, yeah, to bring think... down the, yeah. the the acting whatsoever because it's I masterful. Particularly Wanda's character. And I think that it's it's any film that is this good hinges on everything working well, together. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. But I still think it would have been a good, mo- a very, very good movie if the the actors were sl- instead of being masterful, they were just very good. Yeah. Um, I don't think that it's in the sense of I think the performances in general are more um, pivotal to the quality of the movie when the characters are not sympathetic. Mm. I think that when the characters are sympathetic and written sympathetically. Yeah. You're, you allow a little bit more leeway in the performance because you care for the character as it is written. Yeah. Uh, but in this case, like, they knock it out of the park. It's not <laughs> yeah. it, it's not that you can improve in what they did, but I think that the, the movie itself, even the artistry of the movie, you could put it in silent to understand what's happening. Yeah. Would turn off the subtitles and know exactly what's oh, going yeah. on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, this, is, like, this dialogue is incredibly sparse in this. Like, it, it's... Yeah, I just think it's. Uh, my, I did have a question for you. It's, uh, yeah. What do you think? Um, uh, what role religion plays in this movie? Oh, that was actually one of my questions as well. <laughs> I forgot. Um, I think okay. Well, religion in regards to like Catholicism, because that's obviously like is this Catholicism that she she is becoming a Catholic nun, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. Um, but like. Um, I don't think there's Protestant nuns. No, but there are other orders of nuns though that aren't necessarily Catholic, aren't there? Well, like, there would be Orthodox Catholic and stuff, but it would still be Catholic. Yeah. I think it's interesting how uh, religion is not necessarily demonized. Religion, in the sense of Catholicism and her becoming a nun, is not necessarily demonized. It's demonized by Wanda, but I don't think that ultimately her, like she's kind of like projecting in her like when she's kind of like making fun of her about like oh maybe you'll go there and you won't believe in god anymore uh, you, you know like it's it's kind of 
I feel like it's more that Wanda kind of has her own issues with God and religion that don't really have anything to do with Ida and Ida being a nun and being incredibly religious. The one thing I think is also related to the people that killed her family. Yeah. That when they're driving out of uh, your man's farm and his mates are waiting for him, mm. he says, oh, there's your friends, Gutha Catholics, I believe. Oh, yeah. And I think that she links uh, mm. collaboration and the Holocaust to Catholics because the people that killed yeah. her family are Catholic. Yeah. Um, but I do agree. I do think the what she says about not believing in God anymore. Mm. I think that it is true that Ida stops believing in God because it's hard to face those truths in person about flesh and bone and st- stopping place that she has nothing else as a to hold on to and that that's why she uh, refuses the 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 vows at first it's not that she refuses the vows after having sex let's say yeah yeah no I... she, or after meeting your man again yeah it's that she doesn't refuse the the vows to or because Wanda died she doesn't refuse the vows because of a desire to have freedom quote unquote she refuses them because she doesn't think she's ready for yeah and I think it's well I don't know I I wouldn't agree that it's because she doesn't believe in God it's that well like it's the seed is planted I think that it's not uh, as clear cut like I said it's very open ended for, for me yeah and I like it that way, uh, but uh, I also think the um, the fact that she's a novice nun plays uh, something that on her first excursion out of the convent, yeah, she straight away has uh, gravitas with the people because Poland is famously a very Catholic culture. Yeah. Both Wanda herself have an equal footing almost. Yeah. So as a judge have, and a. A nun, because every time that she appears with somebody, they ask her, can you bless me? Can you do... (laughs) She emanates respect and respectability or even how they say that they're like a a, a weird couple, like the nun and (laughs) the... the, (laughs) And Red Wanda. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. And... But in the general sense, I I do think that they don't demonize uh, Catholicism. Mm. Uh, which I like. Um, I think it would have been very easy to yeah. to make a, a statement to otherwise. I do think I'm an atheist, so it's not something that I believe in. Yeah, but... But I understand the, I like a sympathetic portrayal of something instead of just for the sake of it. Particularly, having... it really wouldn't have worked within this film if it had been... If he had been, you know, taking any stabs at Catholicism whatsoever, like it's, you know, not that he doesn't necessarily, but he's even handed. It's yeah, not that it's a, a, a snuff piece. Yeah, exactly. A snuff piece. No, it's not a, what, what do you call it? A, 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 a takedown piece? Yeah, it's not a takedown piece. It's a not. snuff piece. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah, like I think it, it it's used, it, it doesn't feel like a kind of a, a plant of kind of having her as as a nun um it doesn't feel like a, a plot point um i think it's it's interestingly used but not 
it's not a takedown piece. And also, like, it's interesting the fact that you're... It's not only that you find out that you're Jewish, it's that you're, like, as Catholic as you can be as a woman. Yeah. And you're Jewish. Yeah. By blood. And is that what makes religion, obviously, is indoctrination. Yeah. It's how you grow up. And that, it gives you the yeah, identity. It, it, and that, that is, as, like, I was going to say about identity, is that, like, she is two people. You know, like, she, she is this person, like, she is anna and she is ida and and what like religion is so much a part of both of those people like it's yeah it's just fascinating and when the 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 mother was a sister major was it what's the the rank um, <laughs> mother superior yeah the, when the mother superior um <laughs> sister major uh, when the mother superior is uh, telling her um you must do this. I just fucking flashback to Sound of Music. It was like, <laughs> climb <Yeah>. every mountain. <laughs> and there the uh, similarities ended. Um, so what was your favorite part of the film? Um, besides the entire film, uh, <laughs> probably be the cinematography. Oh, because, that's what um, I was going to say as well. It's, um, because you can see amazing acting. Mm more than unique and perfect cinematography yeah as in not to put down the actors because they're amazing every like even fucking secondary characters that yeah. have two lines yeah. they sell yeah. their moment yeah and they they lingered in the mind but the cinematography is so haunting and so unique and mm. uh going back to the other four by three movie that uh, we watched which was um my darling clementine mm. That is the use of the long lenses for four by three. Yeah. It's so uncommon, but it works so well. And I think that, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Well, no, enjoy is the <laughs> ro- definitely the wrong word yeah, for it. Yeah, like however I, much I said hopeful. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. So that was, uh, that was Ida. Um. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say Ida in the beginning. I was like, fuck, Shut she pronounced it right. Damn you! <laughs> um, which we both uh, we both definitely loved. Um, so next week's film is chosen by Ricardo. So Ricardo, what's next week's film? Mustang. Woo! Another film with uh, female characters. What is this? Where are we finding them? Um. <laughs> definitely not in Hollywood, anyways. <laughs> was <laughs> the recommendation game and if you want to find us uh, you can find us on Twitter at The Rec Game and The Recommendation Game on Facebook and if you want to email us um, we're at the recommendation game at gmail.com I was Ricardo Deacon I was Orla McNeilis See you next time Thanks for listening